Welcome to Brown Love, the show where we get real about all the things Latinx communities are talking about on your timeline. Brought to you by Netflix and Contodo. I'm your host, Tasha Polanco. Let's face it, Hollywood hasn't always given us a seat at the table. Things are changing fast, but are they changing fast enough? If we're going to get ours, we need more Latinx creatives as content execs, leading writers' rooms, creating our own production companies, and telling our narratives authentically. For today's episode, I sat down with my homegirl, Diane Guerrero, who I worked with for years on Netflix's Orange is the New Black. And we talked about the future forecast for Latinos in Hollywood and how we can start building towards it. We also talked about mental health, immigration, and I'm not going to lie, we also talked about some freaky shit. Let's get into it. Thank you for being here, first of all, Diane. I'm so proud of this trajectory. Thank you, honey. How far we have become, but for what you're doing, what you're speaking about, your vulnerability, the your books um, and where you're at. It's just, I'm really proud of you. Thank you, honey. I love you so much. Thank you for you having me on, on this show. <laughs> I feel like Christina. Is he, yeah. Did I tell you my mom was on Christina once? Stop. Um, I'll, I'll tell you later. It's a whole story. Oh my God. Yeah, for sure. Um, my, my dad was not happy about it. Um, for those that don't know, Christina is like the Spanish Oprah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, was yeah. Christina was the, uh, Oprah of, of Latino or Univision or like exactly. Latino television. Um, yes. She was a talk show host. Um, anyway, thank you for having me on, Christina. Uh, <laughs> Christina, not I'm, on Christina. I know, I know. I'm, I'm really happy to be here with you, Dasha. Thank this you. is really exciting. I This is like seven seasons, seven years later uh, after we met, met each other on Orange is It was love at first sight, guys. It was love at first sight. You were... Uh, you were just so energetic and beautiful and giving and, and, and all just all these wonderful things, um, that just shined out of you. Oh, thank you. I saw immediately and thank you for, for always being my friend. And you <laughs> will always be my Polly Pocket. I will always be your Polly Pocket. She called me Polly Pocket the minute we, we met and I was like, oh my God, thank God I have a friend. Um, yeah. Thank you, honey. Yes. Well, how do you, how do you identify yourself in the Latinx community? Like, you know, we have all these terms. We have Hispanic, Latinx, we um, have Afro-Latina. How do you... Uh, how I, do I identify? Yeah. Um, as a Latinx woman. Amazing. Yeah. I am an inclusive person. I, I want to carry that out. I'm, I'm so glad that I've, I've learned so much about identity and how to basically be who you are fully and, and also accept people who who are being themselves fully. And I think that I'm trying to carry that out too. And the term Latinx uh, is helping to encompass that. Right. And, um, and I'm just so glad that I'm, I'm alive to, to be a part of that and, and allowing a space where we could all be inclusive. Um, so Latinx means that to me, but I also identify as a woman. So I'm putting them together. Wow. Yeah. Addition. And it's an addition to being all of it. Colombian. <laughs> Uh, yes, my parents are Colombian. Yes. Um, I consider myself a Colombian-American, uh, an artist, and a... Um, revolutionary. And a, and a human, yeah, yeah, and a revolutionary, for sure. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. for sure. What are you working on now, Diane? Uh, what am I working on? I'm working on a show called Doom Patrol, which is a DC uh, DC Comics universe show. I don't know. That's not how you say it. DC universe show. It's, it's your world. It's my world, baby. But... I know for a fact that that was 
that's something that we saw, but very sparingly for our community, right? Yeah. To see a Latin woman on a DC show, well, uh, wh- a role, a, a, a whimsical role, which are roles that I remember once when are we spoke not, about- what are, are not for us, yeah. right? Are typically not for us. Yeah, I'm doing a role that you would think that historically- we wouldn't get. And to be honest, I don't know. I mean, I know there's some Latinas in the sort of superhero world, um, but certainly this is, this is exciting. And it's everyone we add, right. Becomes part of and becomes bigger and it allows the opportunity for the next person and the next one and the next Latino to be able to do these roles and to fit different types of roles. And surely seven years ago, I don't know if this role would have been available for me if it hadn't been for the work that we have done (laughs) and for the work that the people who came before us have done. Exactly. And it's been a long road of us trying to figure out where we fit in, in this world, in this, in this, I guess, in Hollywood. And I think that what we've come to understand is that we absolutely have a place here. We have beautiful stories to share. All we have to do is tell them. Um, And obviously shows like Orange is the New Black allowed us to be in this space. And now what we do is just, we take off running from there. And I think that's what we've seen. I mean, you have done so many projects since then. I'm like always amazed to see you. I just saw you in the Irishman, by the way. I saw oh. you with Robert De Niro. Boo. Thank you. I saw you Second there. time. The second time with Ray. I got no biggie, no biggie. <laughs> I love that second. though. I love seeing us out there. You know, I grew up in a household where we, it was novelas that I was like, ooh, novelas, 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 mm. right? And mm-hmm. it's our background noise and we see La Usurpadora. Ay, Marimar. I, was in love, I was in love with Marimar. Oh my God. I know, but, but still, even watching those, we're still like, I still didn't really belong in that world because exactly. I saw, right, right, the whole term, ni de aquí ni de allá, or de aquí y de allá. Yeah, también. Que somos tan, we we're so much more than just one thing. And I feel like we were always searching to see ourselves represented on in, in these kinds of stories. So Marimar and, and La Usurpadora was cool. But it didn't tell our whole story. Exactly. Exactly. So we definitely have seen a growth in the industry. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot more work to be done, obviously, when it talks about our future in Hollywood and what we're doing. And I think Netflix um, has done a great job at showing the diversity and giving the opportunity to such shows. I mean, in comparison to other things that you've done, what was the thing about Orange is the New Black and the things that came after that continue to represent you. Right. Well, I mean, certainly being a part of Orange is New Black opened my eyes to so many things, right? There were so many people on that show that were living out their truth as, I mean, and we saw their process yes. in, in that and them doing so, right? Yes. That opened us to a whole new world of saying, wait, we can determine who we are and we have a say in that. And what that show showed us, I think, was that all we had to do was just say yes to ourselves and just kind of p- proclaim it, right? And say, this is who I want to be. These, This is my story and there's nothing to be ashamed of. A lot of people can relate to this. I'm not alone here. And over here, we have my best friend, Marita, say hi, chiquita. No, go away. I already took my face off from this morning. I gotta put on. No, this is a day in the life for the people. Tell them what you're doing. Come on. Okay, fine. <clears throat> hi, everybody. Okay, so what I'm doing now is contour and highlight. When I wasn't in prison, I would do this with a MAC Pro palette and a number 19 fan brush. But in here, I use three spices that you can find in any kitchen. Cinnamon, cumin, and sazon goya. Yes, your face will smell like your abuela's pork, but listen, 
You gotta make sacrifices if you want to look D-I-Y fly <laughs> like me. Do you remember that when we first started our conversations about like, that I would always tell you, girl, you're going to be all right. Yeah. You know, you, you are um, what Hollywood loves, right? What it has loved. And the beauty of that is that even though you know that, you're very aware of what is missing. Right. And that's the difference when we know um, the difference of having those opportunities right. to us um, and where those opportunities are missing, you know? Well, we want to live our truths. Right. Right. And, and yes, I think once we tell our truth, I mean, I mean, I think there's a lot of resistance in Hollywood yeah. for, for the truth at times. Um, I think that once they see it and once they see how it works and how it speaks to people universally, then they're like, oh, okay, this is, this is what it is. Um, but we're constantly sort of fighting that you know, within ourselves as being truthful with ourselves, being content with who we are, being accepting of who we are. Yeah. And because of, of the images and what we have seen that society has actually thrown at us, we struggle with, with fully being. Even accepting failures or like, you know, I, I know in Netflix, we've had shows that have canceled like one day at a time when that canceled, that was a huge ordeal. And mm, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And they, Netflix got a lot of backlash and the community was like, you know, they cancel so, what, a, a show that was in essence a Latino show or a yes. Latinx show yes, um, or, or a show that showed a Latinx family kind of just you know having a one day at a time <laughs> yeah one day you're so funny they were just they were just having they were just taking it one day at a time exactly and they were like no hurry the hell up we need to see we need to see everything now but you know what what the beauty of that is it's I know that the community I know people the back I know that there was like well come on the only show you have they're so the beauty is to be able to have so many shows that those things are going to happen. It becomes a norm. Absolutely. Because it happens with other shows. Right. There's plenty of shows that get canceled, but it's not a big deal because there's, there's so, so many. many of them. Yeah. So I think that what we need to do is more stories. Yes. We need to have more writers. We have to have more people yes. in positions of power that are greenlighting these shows that are going to speak and also not consider them, I guess, you know, understand that they, that they're, they're, they're telling perhaps Latinx stories or diverse, yes. diverse stories, but they're also all of our stories. Exactly. Right? And, and sometimes, listen, in order for us to progress and evolve, I think it's about realizing that we don't have to be you know that that excuse where oh you fit the you fit the quota? Yeah, we don't, we don't have to explain ourselves yes. anymore. Enough with this whole like having to like explain things to white like, people. It should it's be like, on because it just <laughs> has to be on because you don't have yeah. enough. And if we're having to define everything, if we're having to explain every little move that we're doing, then it's not going to be authentic and it's not going to be appealing to anybody. Nobody wants to be told how to understand something, how to like something. Right? Art is to be interpreted by exactly. anyone in their own way. The work that we have to do yes. now, though, is making sure that there is a place for stories like this, that there is a place for black and brown folks, right? And 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 for people of color to tell their stories because there has been just so many years of not having that. So yes, we have to have the balance with the executives being diverse, with the writers being diverse, yes. with until we get to a point where we're telling all sorts of stories because we are such- And just because they're stories. Because they're just stories. And not because this is the group of Latin stories. Or this is the group, and there's one black guy, one Latino, you know, you know? and a funny and Asian, and there's two white people and just to mix it in. And they probably not even. It's just they look that way, what they think looks like, you know? Or just like, it's okay if like, you know, your your group of friends isn't like that mixed. You, you know, know what I mean? mean? It's like, just, it's, just be honest about the people, yes. the, the people who are you telling stories about.
a huge thing that I want to discuss um, sure. in this segment about immigration, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we're both, right? I'm an immigrant. Yeah. You're an advocate for yeah, I'm, immigration I'm a, reform policies. Mm-hmm. I, so am I. We speak about it yeah. very openly. Well, that that's, that's the thing, right? Where like, we have to understand that the best thing, I think, for our community, I mean, in, in I guess in terms of representation, it's not just representation in the media and Hollywood, but it's it's representation across the board. Exactly. And I think that's why you and I have, it's been so difficult uh, to stay out of politics, to stay out of yeah. out of those important issues because they affect our community. And they affect us directly. They've affected us all our lives. Absolutely. And we were on a show that spoke very loudly about the issues yes. that were going on and yes. um, within our communities as far as the uh, industrial prison complex, right? right? And those are something, that's something that really affects our communities. So we were inspired to also um, be a part of, of this larger conversation. And I think that's the way we're going to really uplift our people Did is we by mixing this too. No, we, we have, of course not. No, we grew we to know did, that. Yeah, we didn't even know that. No, we didn't. And we didn't realize the position that we were going to be placed in yeah. where it's like, oh, I have a voice right. and I'm, I'm as an actor, I also can give back to my community this way. Yeah. Well, by belonging, by educating. If by- you're in this world and you have a platform as you do, uh, you can choose to be silent. But I think that as a person like you or me, who deeply cares about our community, who loves our community yes. the way we do, because yes. I see you, I mean, I, I see us representing out there and there is a deep love for who we are and where we came from. And empathy that sure. even though if we're not really, you know, directly affected. No, it, we're directly we're, affected. You know what? We are directly I'm affected. I'm traumatized as hell, honey. You, you know what? <laughs> I, I have to say, what I mean is like, even though it's not our brother, mm. even though it might be considered a stranger, it affects us. We're, oh, we have yeah. empathy towards it. We're sensitive towards it. We're affected every day by it. Of course, um, all you don't of have us to are. be it to be part of it or mm-hmm. be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when your story came out, your book, um, exposing that, right? Because we spoke about that and it's like you live in that fear all your life, right? Yeah. So, I mean, from Orange and then you write this book. Um, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, uh, 2016, I released um, my memoir <laughs> of, um, it's called In the Country We Love. And it, it talks about my experience with um, having my family separated from me through deportation and sort of my life and journey uh, after this uh, very traumatic experience. And I, I talk about um, how it affected me, uh, how yes. it affected my family and how I fit in, uh, in this world, having that happen to me. It was a great book, guys. Go out and get it. Really get it. It's in the 99 cent bin. Uh, anyone can <laughs> no, afford it. No, it's not. No, it's no, it really is. I saw it. Did you see it in the 99 cent? Yeah, I saw it in the 99 cent bin. Okay. Where the I fuck? <laughs> Where the fuck did you see that? So I could go <laughs> and buy them. <laughs> I'll buy them I, all. Now that I can afford them. I'll buy them I'm now. going, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I love the cover, by the way. Thank you, babe. I love Thank it. You. And you did. A, it's a me spe- holding. It's me holding cotton candy. It's. It's. it's this like, is yeah, my truth. This is my truth. While you're at the circus, <laughs> I'm experiencing all of this. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That book was really special. I mean, I don't take for granted for a second that being on a show like Orange Is the New Black, obviously, meeting people like you, like the freaking women we we worked with. Um, it, you guys inspired me and, and having that kind of community certainly allowed me to feel safe in sharing my story. That's amazing. Um, and, and, and I did. And, and since then I have, 
I have found myself a lot more. I have learned so much about myself and my community and what really what my purpose is. I'm still finding that. um, But I know that I don't want to be here if I'm not involved in that way. We inspire each other, Diane. You know, we when we're in, in this industry, I feel like it's important that Latin X, the community. We support each other. We, we have to together. support and Absolutely. transcend and support other groups as well, because that's Absolutely. how we see change. Um, but most importantly, how we have to be aware that we sometimes don't get to choose the roles that we have to play in. Right. Mm. And we don't get to choose what we say, or how we say it. Unless we're doing it, mm-hmm. Again, unless we're creating, unless we're writing, mm-hmm. unless we're producing, mm-hmm. we don't have that power. Right. Yeah. We ha- we have to write our own stories yes. and and, yes. and change the whatever narrative has been sort of given to us or um or that we were born with. Right. Exactly. We have to change that. I think that often people like in our community or like us, we are, we're used to just accepting sort of what has been given. Exactly. And. Um, I think that we're here to tell folks and live in fear, you yeah, know, because of but, your right, because of your status or whatever. Yes. If you are poor, if you have family members that are in jail, jail. if your dad's not around, if your mom has been deported, yeah. we're sort of taught to sort of like let that be because it's sort of what we deserve. And I think that people that that if you do have this platform and and sort of the, what we're experiencing, the kind of work that we're experimenting yeah. with now is saying, nah, you don't have to accept that. You, you don't. You you are much more than your circumstance. You are much more that has been told about you or what you have been given. You can do and give so much more than all of that. You know, it was interesting because I I was born. I was not born here. I'm an immigrant, mm-hmm. and I had my green card for so many years. And I became a citizen Let during during. <laughs> that was my life because <laughs> the fear instilled in me was like, you better not do get into any trouble because they will take your green card. You're going right back for sure, for sure. And so for me, I became a citizen. During Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. And it was such an emotional, like, oh my God, I'm a citizen of the United States. Like, I've been in this country. And, you know, it was such like a freeing moment for me that, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, you're not, you're not threatened anymore. That's it. Okay. <laughs> so now that you've made it, girl. Made it. And we're rich. We look fabulous. We're so rich now. Bitch. Oh my God. We're, we're so, rich, so now. rich. We were just talking about how we looked before. We're I like, mean, who is that? Like, who is that poor? <laughs> now that we're wearing suits. Yeah, we're wearing suits. My suits are Armani, babe. Oh, really? I have to give it back later, but yes. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, you're, you're richer than me, Diane. I'm going to have to go write a damn book. Um, <laughs> you don't get any money from books, I promise you. No. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm not going to write a book. Don't write a book. Um, Don't write a book. So now that we've made it, write a book, write a book. My my book is going to be a picture book, a pop-up picture book. And why not? It's just going to be my butt popping up, twerking, and my immigration status. Like, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) With your your green card, like right on your ass. Well, no, with your your, like citizenship right on your butt. Just like. That kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Um, What is, right? What is your advice for our community, for Latinx actors, for those that know that they're privileged, that know that, hey, I have to work harder at this, that mm-hmm. have or stand for something or feel yeah. like, what is, your, what is your advice to them? I think, listen, don't be hard on yourself if you care this much, you know? And honestly, it is just a natural thing. I think that our history informs us so much. Mm-hmm. Our history tells us that we have uh, some work to do. Mm-hmm. And if you assume that responsibility, carry it full through without any fear. Know that you are here and that you are beautiful and you are enough and that there are people around you to support you. Right. That's right. And we're here. And we're here. And we're, we're here. here. 
We're here. We're holding the door open. We're hoping the door open. I, you know, I hope people are holding the door open, you know, for the, the next, for the next, the next, the next. We have to build that web. Yeah. What is the advice for Hollywood though? Hmm. I'm going to drink water with you. Me with too, that. honey. Because, you know, we could be a little shady and petty. So shady. Where's my palm tree? <laughs> um, what is the advice for Hollywood? I just say, look, nothing about us without us. Oof. You know what I mean? Can I hear that again? Nothing about us without us. Come one more time. <laughs> Nothing about us without us. I think that um, there are there's so much beauty to share. And if you are trying to target <laughs> an audience, if you do are truly about inclusivity, if you're really about diversity, I think it has to be, you know, a- across the board uh, in order for it to be effective and, and, and achieve the change that you want to see. Right. Exactly. We're doing these works so that it could affect the outside. It's not just about making money. It's not just about entertaining folks. It's about actually making change where it matters. Right. Yes. So that People are not being shot by cops so that families are not being separated so that there uh, is justice in our system so that there are food for children so that people are understanding of each other so that, you know, relationships can work. Yeah. You know, it's it, we're exploring all of these things. But if we're really if we're really about that, then then you got to be about about it across the board. Exactly. You know, I wanted to speak about mental health and how we stay mentally healthy mm. and how we speak about it. Um, how do you? How do you feel about it? How? How? What, what is the responsibility of us as actors in Hollywood to have this discussion about mental health? I think that any anybody in any field has a responsibility to talk about mental health and not not to talk about it, but but consider it right to consider that your employers or that your family members or anywhere around you, um, that people are going through stuff and that, and that there needs to be a general, um, consensus that, that your mental health is important, that we all need to take care of ourselves and also be aware that we need to be sensitive to others who are, who may be going through through those type of challenges and creating environments that make it okay to have those kinds of discussions. Exactly. And it's not taboo. Like in our communities, our Latin communities, it's always taboo. La loca. They, they never... Uh, or, or, or like, you know, we're going through so much already. Like, what do you mean you're mentally ill? Like, that doesn't exist for us. Like, that luxury doesn't apply to you. What are you sad about? Por favor, niña. No me, no me vea a mí aquí limpiando este piso y usted con, hablando inglés y, eh, y con su, su dinero en su salón y yo aquí pasando trabajo. ¿Qué mental health vas a tener tú? You have to be happy. No, and that, that is so wrong because yes. our success... And I don't mean just monetary success. I don't mean, you know, professional success, but our success as human beings depends so much on our mental health. And our, we're growth, in, our growth as a community is... Depends is, on that yes, mental health because so yes. many of us aren't realizing that our mental health, our, our health is being affected as a kid, not only, you know, through the trauma that our parents are passing down and from their parents and their parents and their parents, right, yeah. from generations, but we have to understand that... that this is affecting us at a very early age. So if we are having honest conversations about that, if we're continuing to um, protect ourselves in that way, then the better it would be in the long run. And knowing that it's okay to to feel mentally 
ill ill at one point in your life you know what I mean and and I talk a lot about that in my book yeah which is why I think you and I have a connection because I think from the moment that we've met we've always been very honest with our vulnerability whether it's mental illness whether it's experience whether it's our family our responsibilities people don't really know our responsibilities like we have families in in the exterior right that we take care of that we're like kind of like the the providers right right we're the providers in in, in a family that's a lot of pressure. Yes. And I think that for me, I did not know I suffered from depression until I, I finally realized and accepted it that I was. Oh, yeah. And I spoke about it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to go speak to somebody. I don't have to be strong. Right. Well, that's that's the that's the pressure that we put in our community. We're resilient. We're strong. We can take anything. It's like, yes, we are all of those things, but we're also we have moments. We have moments and we also are human beings and we need to take care of ourselves and we are worthy of care. Self-care, self-care and and for and care of others. Yes. And knowing like, you know. I, uh, my brother recently got diagnosed with schizophrenia. Uh-huh. Um, and for me, it was like, holy crap. It was like, I was very frustrated with it. It was like, why, why am I so frustrated? And it's because it's not me. Not we don't accepting. see those stories. You don't, we don't see those yes. stories of, of people in our community struggling through these things. I didn't understand. Things. Yeah. I didn't understand. Not every story yes. is like, estamos saltando, you know, the, the border or whatever. Yes. Not every story is like, you know. We we have to we have to be okay with sharing our lives you know as a whole and yes. mental and in health. Hollywood is it's artists you know in Hollywood we hear it we and people are like they don't understand as an actor how why are you depressed and it's or why are you sad or why you know we're depressed because everyone is, is depressed exactly it happens across the board it doesn't matter what industry you're in but most yeah. importantly um, it's knowing where to get help knowing that if you notice something it's okay to ask a question we do need to speak about it do you know that the highest rate of suicide right now are for Latina women yeah. Yeah. That's some shit. Yeah. And that is attributed certainly to, you know, a lot of the services that are provided in our communities, but also because we don't talk about mental health openly. Yeah. And it's so we're we're here knowing that we're going through all this stuff, but there's no one to talk to. There's not an open dialogue about it. I love how Netflix on 13 Reasons Why mm-hmm, mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. like that, they incorporated like the hotline and a lot of shows are doing that. We're outside of the entertainment. We did that. Yeah. We did it with the deportation. We did it so many times with the detention center. Like shows after shows, the entertainment is transcending where we're also providing information. We're just not entertaining mm-hmm. entertaining, and yeah. capitalizing on the subject. Yeah. We're also educating and making the audiences aware. If you connect with this story, yeah. this is where you can go for help. Exactly. Certainly. Certainly. So I think it's a beautiful thing that they're doing that. Brown love. I want to talk to you about something else. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about some brown love. Mm-hmm. Brown, brown chocolate love. love. Brown chocolate love. love. Brown love. And it's just about love, life, and your relationship status, and things like that. Uh-huh. And interesting questions about your experience and your love life. Oh, is this the portion of the time where things get steamy? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to get comfortable. So I want I want you, listen, it's all up to you how steamy you can get. Brown love is special. It is giving. It is generous. How special is it? It's generous. It's, it's the love that I have to give is so full and, and so generous. And I, and I want to continue living that and expressing my brown love <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> Sprinkle it all over, baby. Just 
Sprinkling, you know. Sprinkle it, experience it, share it, <laughs> intertwine it, intertwine. Flip it. Flip it, reverse it. Reverse it. it. <laughs> yes. Well, you do a good job at it. Thank you, babe. I'm in love with you. I'm in love the with you. The love you share. Likewise. Always. Thank you. Okay, go on. What's your relationship status? Oh my. <laughs> you don't have to answer. No, I'm in, I am in a loving relationship. That's a beautiful thing. I'm in a loving relationship and I am, I'm starting that, um, or to be more accepting of the relationship that I have with myself as well and to love myself. Cause I love people. You know me. I love people. Yes. But it always has been a struggle to really fully love myself. And so that's something I'm sure we all work, uh, through. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm working on that. So. I'm going to ask you a couple things. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your favorite pickup line? Oh my God, pickup line? Um, wow, I think you're really smart or something like that. Oh. Yeah, I like, I like for someone to like notice my, my brain. What about cringeworthy? Um, I don't know. Um, anybody who like, yeah, anybody who has anything to say about any body parts of mine. Also, don't call me short or anything like that. Don't, 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 don't talk about my height. Why are you subconscious about your height? Look. Because I've spoken about your height. No, no, but that's different. The Polly Pocket thing, that's fine. That's you. You, That's fine. It's about like, I think it's just like people trying to like pick you up in a way that is also insulting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Don't talk about me. (laughs) Am I self-conscious about it? No, I just, I don't want to be self-conscious about it. So that's why it would help if you don't talk about it. Exactly. (laughs) So stop talking. Stop stop trying to like get in my pants by talking about my height. Exactly. Because you don't want me to ask your size. Exactly. Have you ever tried online dating? No, I haven't. famous? No, no, I have. I have never done. Ever? No, no. You know me, girl. A fly drops, another one comes in. Wow. It's crazy. They're lines up. It's been good years for me. Can't get away. Can't get away. You know what's funny that I get those questions about what's an advice for dating for a plus size woman? And I'm like, girl, Mm. your size don't matter. I've never it's not about the size, it's about how you feel, what you exude. Absolutely. Right? Forget about like there's always going to be somebody interested in someone. Yeah. And it's up to you to make sure that you just ready to receive it. Exactly. Sometimes we just resist too much. Yeah. You know, I've been very open to different possibilities. As you see, people like us, I mean, where we started and to to see us now, I'm like, we were definitely open to possibility. And I think that that has translated over to my love life. I think I've always been accepting of whatever came my way. If it was loving, if it was quirky, uh, quirky, cool, nerdy, you know, fluffy, yummy, whatever it was, you know, I was like, oh, what is this? Um, and it's I'm always it. down to experience and adventure. And I think I've always been open that way. And I've, I've found um, love in, in, in many different places. <laughs> Does your love cost a thing? No, my love don't cost a thing. Oh, wow. Thank you, JLo. <laughs> Did you remember in the video? She's no. like, my love don't cost a thing, thing. Thing. Remember that? Remember oh, wow. That. Okay. Somebody didn't see making of the video. <laughs> Do you have any fetishized stories? Oh my like, Do you have any fetishes? Oh, I, I, do I have fetishes? Mm, I like, I don't know if I have any fetishes. I think they're pretty standard, but I did have a, um, can I talk about like some weird shit? Yeah. Well, there was a man in my life 
who who liked uh who liked cutting while during during intercourse. That's weird. What? For real? Like what? Like like what? Like he would like just like feel pain? He would just he just wanted the danger. The so danger. he would so he would glue a little razor on my nail. You're and, lying. And we would and but the point was not to scratch. Right? It wasn't it was not also it never happened. In, we weren't was, supposed to scratch, but it was the possibility was there. Not oh. hot. Pretty hot. Yeah, it was like a you know a danger thing. Oh, so it's like oh, like we're going to we're we're going to the extreme. It, one yeah, so quick you were slice actually of acting. the finger, and I could possibly bleed out. Wow, yeah. interesting. Yeah, there's people that have fetishes for feet. We could do that. This okay, is- sorry, I like feet. <laughs> I like feet. It's okay. We're fine. This is an open form. Is it an open space? Yeah, it's an open, it's a safe space. How do I talk about like the community and being ourselves and then like stick a little razor on your your nail nail and see how close you can get to someone's balls. Yeah. How close sword fight. How close can you get to someone's taint? (laughs) (laughs) Those were fucking times, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I had a fucking blast. I've had some moments, honey. (laughs) I've had some moments too. Thinky, 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 you know, thinky, I like thinky, that, thinky. that we were able to experience and have these stories because that's why we create things. Dude. It's time to play a little game. Now I'm going to uplift you. Okay. Wow, it's a roller coaster. Game. Okay, so for last, I want to play a little game with you, and this is called Accent Check. <laughs> In this game, we're going to play you a clip from different Spanish language Netflix shows or movies. And then you'll have 15 seconds to guess what country it's from based okay, on the accent. Okay. Oh, this is fun for us. Okay. ¿Dónde va a estar? Escuchado. Okay, qué pena. Tú tienes que escuchar el acento. Bueno. Roll it, please. Tengo que hacerte unas preguntas. De aquí saldrán los líderes del mañana. ¿Sois los nuevos? Pues suerte. La vais a necesitar. Paraíso, chaval. Hola, me llamo Samuel. ¿Qué he dicho el camarero? Eh, the first one is uh, Spanish. A Spanish accent from España. Eh, that was España. perhaps Penelope Cruz. España. No sé. una, una, España, castellano. Una... La Casa de Papel. Sí, gracias. Claro, tía. Actually, it's um, Elite. It's a Spanish drama thriller. Oh, claro. I know, I know. Uh-huh. I know. Um, next. <laughs> Oye, está tomando y se mete con el toro. ¡Robi! Si lo matan es un problema. Tengo muchas broncas en mi vida que van a salir. Ese es el castillo de mi abuelito. <risa> Llevo muchos años modelando, pero es muy contradictorio a lo que yo soy aquí adentro. Eh, es pues, pues México, güey. <risa> yup, it's uh, made in Mexico. Okay. Okay, it's a reality TV show that follows the lives of nine young socialites and expats living in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff I gotta catch up on, girl. There's a lot of there's a lot of content out there. Next, please. Hay un momento en la vida de toda mujer en el que se da cuenta que ha sido engañada por los cuentos de hadas. Ese momento ocurre cuando el príncipe azul se convierte en sapo. Bueno, te tengo una primicia, Matías. El tamaño ideal no es ese que tú tienes, ¿ya? El tamaño ideal es otro. Y es grande. Imbécil. Uy, ahí ya se pone más difícil, ¿no? Sí. Eh, ¿Chile? Nope. <risa> I'm going to give you a hint. Give me a hint. 
Señorita Laura. Eh, pues Perú. Ah. Claro, 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 claro. So that's how to get over a breakup. Un carrito sandwichero. Desgraciado, eres un desgraciado. How to get over a breakup, but a.k.a. soltera codiciada. Soltera codiciada is a Peruvian comedy about a copywriter who is suddenly dumped and starts a blog about getting over it. And this is on Netflix. All this stuff is on Netflix. I must watch. The next one, please. Mario Borges, prosa, bienvenido. Fin del viaje. ¿Qué me vas a tirar acá en el patio? No tengo lugar en los pabellones. Marito, parece una villa esto. Es una villa. Argentino, boludo. Ah, argentino. <risa> I thought it was Count Dracula. Bra, bra, el marginal. Oh. No, Eso es, es el marginal. El marginal. It's Argentina. an Argentinian show about an ex-cop who is sent undercover into prison to infiltrate a criminal gang of prisoners and guards in order to solve a high-profile kidnapping. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff. Y el próximo, por favor. Te voy a bajar las apps de una vez para que tengas Instapic, Facebook, todo el cuento. Que son apps, pero tú vienes del monte. Ahora estaba por mi propia cuenta, cientos de años lejos de mi tiempo. ¿Tú haces aquí? ¿Qué problema con ustedes los turistas que se creen los dueños de todo? Yo no tengo el oro para pagarle. ¿Oro? ¿Y está de dónde salió? Ok, bueno. Eh, se suena como costeño, pero de Colombia, ¿no? Claro, mi amor. Sí, sí, sí. Costeñitas hay. <risa> no, mentira. Eh, sí, sí. Eso es siempre bruja. Siempre bruja. Eso es lo que yo pensaba. I thought it was siempre sí, bruja. Sí, siempre bruja centers around a 17th century witch who time travels to present day, I can't wait to see this, present day Cartagena, Colombia on the eve of her execution to save the man she loves and defeat a dark rival. Wow, I'm really, really good at this. Próximo, por favor. ¿Cómo va a ser cuando esa gente de esa generación llega a ser adulto y estén con su hijo en el auto escuchando la radio no sé, camino a ver a la familia y suene como ¡Dale, dale, 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 dale! Pensar que con esta canción conoce a tu madre. Eh, ok, necesito de ayuda. ¿Es centroamericano? No, suramericano. No juegas. Eh, sí. Eh, Te doy un hint. Un hint. Sábado gigante. ¿De Chile? ¡Claro! ¿Cómo así? Ah, okay. ¿Cómo que le dicen el aguacate a los chilenos? ¿Cómo ni que idea, le dicen? Ni idea. Palta, palta, algo así que le dicen. No sé. I love aguacate, so I know it in every language. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it comes from the word aguacate. Parece blanquita. Ay, pues claro. Yo hago todos los acentos. This clip is from the Chilean comedian Fabricio Copano's Netflix special, Solo Pienso en Mí. Solo Pienso en Mí. And the last one. ¿Qué encontraste? Este sobre limpio con metanfetamina en un lugar bastante sucio. Arriba, Manolo, que quiero terminar esto rápido. Bueno, en el baño encontraron un preservativo usado. Y aquí había restos de marihuana en el cenicero. Empezamos bien. Sexo, droga, violencia. La cama olía a Cuba. Cubano. Yo ayudé. Yes, it's Cuba. <laughs> Four seasons in Havana, a.k.a. Cuatro Estaciones en la Habana. This is a clip from a Cuban show that follows a detective and his partner as they solve crimes in Cuba's capital. Oh, I think I saw a little bit of this. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I'm excited to watch Oh, I didn't see it, There's... but I saw a clip for it. Yeah. I'm excited to watch it. And with that, That concludes our, This our episode. Great. Yes, it was. And Thank I want to end it by doing a brindis and by saying an affirmation. 
uh, what you hope for the next decade for our Latin community. Okay. Okay. I wish for clarity for my community. Cheers to that clarity for our Latin community. Yes. Cheers. Cheers, honey. Thank you. Mm. And the party has started. And the party's begun. Okay. Dancing. This show was produced by Netflix and Contodo in partnership with Futuro Studios. This is the last episode for now, but we'll be back with more Contodo content on this feed soon. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow at Contodo Netflix on Instagram and Twitter for all things Latin excellence on Netflix. I've been your host, Dasha Polanco. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Brown love. Hey, brown love. Hey, you. You want some brown love? You want some of this brown love?